word in season to them that are weary, that my speech and my teaching and preaching is not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but with demonstration and manifestation of the spirit and a power. Therefore, Lord, I commit to give you alone all the praise and the glory and the honor for what will take place this day and also in the many days to come. In the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's wonderful people said, Amen. If you would open your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to continue and complete our teaching today, a very important teaching on living from the inside out. This is about the Holy Spirit, my friend. We are, when we're born again, we're born of the Spirit, so our spirit is born again. But God would have us to be full of the Holy Spirit. He will have us to allow him, God, to work through us through the Holy Spirit. But he works from the inside out. So we should be more inside-minded, if you would. Not so much what's happening in the world or in our natural situation, but how do we work God work from the inside of us to manifest himself and do his bidding and his will on the outside of us? And so my objective today is that you develop a desire, a stronger desire, to study and go deeper in understanding the role and the ways of the Holy Spirit on your own. Because unless you do that, then you just get the message I have for this month, for example, and then you just go on. There's a whole lot more in Scripture that one could even teach, even in a, in a month series. You need to go deeper. And I trust that you'll be provoked as, you, as I begin to share some insights about the value and the benefit and what God has in store for you and for your life as you allow the Holy Spirit to go deeper and you begin to embrace who he is inside of you. So here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, <clears throat> it says, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, <clears throat> excuse me, nor ear heard, your eyes haven't seen it, your ears haven't heard it, nor the heart of man imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. This is interesting. Our eye, ear, heart really hasn't got it, understood all that God has for us that love him. Now, I'm assuming that if not most of you, all of you, love God. Yeah, love God. So God says you to love God. He has something far more than what you've already been exposed to. What you heard, what you saw, what you can imagine, God has much more in store for you. And I can tell you, it's good. It's good. But we're going to show you in a moment, it comes out of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. You see, it's important that we don't treat the Holy Spirit as a stepchild. I love you, Father. Wonderful. He deserves it. Jesus, oh, I just love you, Jesus. He deserves it. But guess what? So does the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that oftentimes is kicked to the curb. And he's the one, I said last time, that he is the primary communicator that God works through right now in the earth. Because he receives from Jesus, and Jesus only does what the Father would have him to do. So the chain of command, if you would. But if we ignore the Holy Spirit and all his multifaceted ministry and how he operates, we live a life is not fully developed, and we fall short of all that God has for us, people like us that love God. 
He's not talking about people that don't walk with God. He's talking about people like you and me that love God. We haven't seen it yet, but he wants to reveal it to us. Yeah. Now, there is things that we won't know until we go to heaven. That's a part. Talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That we see through a glass darkly. We see in part. One day, face to face. Yeah, when we go to heaven. But he's talking about now. He's talking about this now because he's talking about how he will reveal it to you. Now. Not in heaven. Now. But it's through the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's read it again. <clears throat> but as it is written... In fact, that written is in Isaiah 64, verse 4. You can look that up on your own. That's the original context of this verse that Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. And he's saying, as it was written, now he begins to expound upon it by the, again, ministry of the Holy Spirit. As it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined, <clears throat> what God has prepared for them that love him. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about vision. Vision. Things he prepared for you. Your eyes haven't seen it. We're going to read in a moment the role of the Holy Spirit is to reveal those things to you. Which is far away in your future. Who you should marry? Yeah. Where you should work? Even the things how God will orchestrate in your life to bring your purpose to come to pass. You haven't seen it yet. But if you keep walking with him, you will. Because God has a plan for our life on the earth. Heaven will take care of itself, my friend. God got that handle. The challenge he has, he has to work through us, is to help the Holy Spirit to help us conform to his will for our lives. That's the challenge. And when we don't embrace the Holy Spirit or understand how he works, even though we, okay, I believe in the Holy Spirit, you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. You may speak in tongues. Wonderful. But do you understand the different ways that he operates? And one of them is the area of vision. That's why I said, I haven't seen it. What he's prepared for you. You see, vision is what you see <clears throat> before others do. And before you do, before you experience it. You have a vision in your heart. In fact, you look at just looking at neuroscience and, and about the brain, uh, the brain has a visual cortex. You can study, look it up if you like. The visual cortex, it's the seeing ability. Now, your eyes have natural physical seeing ability, but your brain, through the help of the Holy Spirit, can now allow you to see and imagine what God has in store for you. In fact, in the book of Genesis chapter 11, uh, the people were starting to build a tower to, up, to, up to high in the sky. And God began to observe it. He said, nothing, nothing will be restrained from them what they imagine to do. I mean, they saw it first. Just like the architect saw that 74-story building before he breaks ground. Where did he see it? In his mind's eye. Now, we're built like that as human beings. But God wants to show you a purpose. He wants to show you things you can't imagine yet unless you get the help of the Holy Spirit. Let that settle in. There's things that is part of your life, part of your destiny, part of your purpose we will not tap into. Sometimes we can make the wrong decisions make the, and get, get off course without clarity from the Holy Spirit to show some insight of where God has taken us. Life should not be like rolling dice or kind of any, mini, money, mo. No, no, no. 
Too often we as Christians, because we don't tap into the work and the help of the Holy Spirit, uh, oftentimes that's what we're doing. We're trying things out. No, we should be led by the Holy Spirit. He will speak to us and he will show us things to come. And so it's like a snapshot of the future, if you would, the vision. I wish I had more time to tell you, but much of what was going on in my life right now, I saw already. I saw already, not in the exact detail, but I saw the basic elements of it. It's powerful. And so when I began to walk in these areas of my life, it began to come together. It was clear. It wasn't like, well, should I do that? I saw it already. In fact, I'm in a meeting with some of my leaders for the Zoe Association, and they, one of them asked me, he said, what are we about to do, Bishop? Uh, is it in line with your uh, vision statement that you published three or four years ago when I became bishop? And he just wanted to make sure, are we in line with that? And just want to be clear. And I, and I did. I, I followed his instructions and his support. I appreciated it. And it's on a page where it talks about, which is part of, we had a consultant work with me. It was powerful. A little bit out of, my, out of my comfort zone, but it helped me get clarity of vision as God began to unfold and I wrote it down. In fact, the Bible says, write the vision down in Habakkuk 2. And make it plain that those that read it can run with it. But if you don't have no vision, folk can't help you. And Part of what God has in store for you is the folk to help you accomplish your vision. But if it's not clear to you because you have not tapped in the help of the Holy Spirit, oh, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we're just kind of going from job to job. I'm working for the man. No, you're working for God when you got vision. So anyway, uh, I went back to the document, read it again. And there's a section in that document, my business statement, for the association as a bishop. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a, it's imagine uh, of a article on me and our organization or what CNN or the New York Times would say about our organization. And on the third paragraph, it outlined exactly what unfolding right now. It is powerful. Organizations, other people, technology companies coming to help me do this and accomplish for how we're going to reach people around the world. All that is in the vision. I just began to write it because it was in my heart. God began to show me through the Holy Spirit. So I don't have to be afraid about how that's going to work, how much that's going to cost. God can provide because he's, he's walking me through the vision. Yes. And then you can leave when you have clarity of vision. You can lead your spouse as a husband, lead your children, lead your people you work with, volunteers, when you got clarity of vision where you're going. Yes. And you need it for your life. You need it for your life, my friend. You need to know certain jobs is not a good fit for you because it doesn't fit where you're going. It may not just be your personality and how you like to work. It may not be the best for where you're going in your life. And vision helps you make those kind of decisions. And you'll and you have less time in areas that waste time. And all that is from the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's go on. Verse 10. It says... These things, the things he just talked about, I haven't seen, ear haven't heard, neither into the heart or imagination of man, the things that God has prepared already. He's done it already for those like you and I who love it. Yeah. Oh, he's a good God, my friend. Oh, God, he's a good God. He's a wonderful good God. Then he says this, verse 10. These things God has revealed. He's already done it. <laughs> he has revealed to us through the Spirit, Holy Spirit. 
For the Spirit searches. This is key. He searches everything, even the depths of God. And the King James, I like the way it says, but God, but God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. It's like you put in a search for some information that you stored months, years ago, and you search on a computer or Google. You know, there's a lot, I'm sure a lot of information is on Google, been around for a while, and people uh, upload the stuff, and you search it, boom, 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 boom. It's searching all the files and the, and the word searches for what you put in there, what you wanted. Yes. Now, that is just an insight. God is bigger than that of how the Holy Spirit will search the multifaceted wisdom and plans of God for your life and pulls out the peace for your life. Yes, yes, yes. We don't have to guess. We should have certainty about what God is leading us to do. And really that fits our vision, our vision. And as you walk in it, it becomes more clear to you. Yeah, it becomes more clear. And then what it does, what's so powerful about it, it builds confidence that God is leading you. God is talking to you. And not just you, but he's talking to people. In fact, it's interesting because as I began to walk in the vision, this area I'm talking about, I can't talk about it in detail right now because it's, it's just too much. But you get a chance, you hear about it real soon. It's powerful. People started calling me. Bishop Ed, I was thinking about this. Right in line with my vision. Oh, God. Someone else, I reached out to them just to say hi and so forth. Oh, I'm moving back to California, and, and I got this, oversee this company in, in, in Africa, and, and boom, boom. We got churches and businesses in Africa we, we relate to. Wow. A platform already in place, millions of them. We work with you, Bishop. Powerful. Now, I didn't have to explicitly pray because I didn't know they needed to, they, there was going to be a connection. What they told me, I didn't know they were doing that. But God, only God knew. And the timing is perfect. <sighs> because it's about ministering to people's needs throughout the world. Yeah, throughout the world. So I share that because part of what's happening in the Holy Spirit when you pray, we talked about that last time, he fills in your knowledge gaps. But we don't know what to pray for as we ought. If I knew, I should pray about that, pray about this, pray about God talking to that person, God talking to that person. First of all, take, that's too much. <laughs> I got other stuff to do too. So God gives me help through the Holy Spirit when I pray in tongues. Yeah. And he starts speaking to those people. Call it. So I got a call, I think it was Friday, for another brother. And he's the line real good. What part of his role is because it was on my heart about helping families uh, that are dealing with their children during the pandemic and, 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 you know, concerns about the school districts not opening and is it safe and all the concerns. And so uh, children that are in urban areas, especially children of color, can be left out. And I'm hearing about it, reading about it, and I, I, I understand it. So I began to communicate to people about, about let's have a discussion, let's have a Zoom call, which we're having next week. You'll be hearing about that. And my, my point is this. People start calling me on their own. Bishop, I've been thinking about this. I said, so have I. Yeah. Solutions for families, how to help their children continue on, even in a virtual environment. And they have some other ideas, too. Powerful. These are professionals, not just average Joe. Professionals. This is their space. One has a, has a major, established, accredited platform. 
has, has a flavor of children of color. We're not, not hating on the white folk at all, but just understand, they've killed, they gotta be able to, see, because what happened is really about money. What triggered me about this article I saw was a family, I, appeared, I, I assume it was a white family, they're like paying $2,000 a month to provide their children tutoring support services. Why is that important to them? They have the money. What if you don't have the money? That's what I'm talking about. How do we help families or a single parent or even parent, a family, the husband and wife? It can be challenging with children. And you got to be on off, you got to travel, or you have to be on calls and so forth. I share all that to say that's provided because of prayer, help of the Holy Spirit. I trust you follow me. Let's go on. It says again, these things, the things that God has prepared for you, God has revealed. He's already done, done it. That's why the Holy Spirit is searching what's already on, on if you will, on God's cyberspace. <laughs> yeah. He's already done it. Just download. Oh, yes. I'm not trying to discount, you know, when I say download about the Holy Spirit, but that's, see, the idea of cyberspace and, and, and bits and, and, and downloading stuff comes from how God operates. God gave man an idea of how he operates, and so men start developing technology. So we download from God. It's already done. Yes. What you need is already provided. <laughs> yes. Clarity of vision is already provided. You just need to download it from the, from the Holy Spirit. But if you don't like the Holy Spirit, it's kind of weird to you. There's a lot in your life you won't get into. It impacts you, your family, or whether you have a family or not. Depends on your vision and clarity, help from the Holy Spirit. Yes, everything aligned. God has a plan specifically for you that aligns with his overall plan for men in the earth and our part to play in God's kingdom. Oh, yes, he knows the hairs, how many hairs are in our head. I got a few left. <laughs> he knows. He's a detailed God. But he reveals what you need at any point in time in your life through the help of the Holy Spirit that's in line with the vision. It's already done. Yes, get that in your heart. Whatever you need now and as long as you live on this earth, what you need is already done. And he'll begin to unfold and rebuild it over time in your life as you need it. And the vision gives you insight to where God is leading you and how he supplies it comes. It, it just happens. I'm telling you, it just happens. Life need not be challenging. A, and oh, it's hard for a brother. No. <laughs> The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. Yeah, not just an overt sin as a transgressor, that's part of it, but also not tapping into the will of God and how to embrace the Holy Spirit. You're transgressing against the will of God. That Holy Spirit business, that tongue stuff, I don't know about that. You're transgressing against the will of God for your life because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are one. And you need to understand he's part of the Godhead. Don't diss the Holy Spirit. Yes, don't, dis, don't discount him. Don't disrespect him. So again, I, will, I trust you'll be inspired, and we'll continue on a little bit more today, to learn more on your own. Study the Bible further, look up word searches on the Holy Spirit and various aspects of how he operates. And I tell you, my friend, you start getting bold, and you start saying, thank you, Lord, and you start beginning to, Lord, show me my vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And when you start just desiring to begin to inquire about things of your future, then the Holy Spirit starts talking to you. Sometimes it talks to you about stuff you're not ready because your mind's not there. I don't want to do that. And, God's, and the Holy Spirit's talking to you. Yeah, you weren't ready. You weren't ready. But he can at least show you things to come so you can be, get in a better position to get ready so when, when the opportunity opens up, you can walk right in it. Yeah, because timing is everything. Timing is so important. You don't want to be out of step with the purpose of God for your life and clarity of vision and, and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal things to you as you walk your life out on a daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis. You see God begin to provide. Amen. Let's go on. Look at um, uh, verse 11. 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 2, verse 11. It says, for who knows (laughs) a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him. So what he's talking about is that the human spirit knows your thoughts. And so your human spirit picks up on your thoughts, and that's what he's talking about. And we are, every human being has a human spirit. They are, they are a spirit. They have a body, and, they, have, and they, have, they live in a body and have a mind. Okay? So he's talking about the relationship between the mind and the thoughts and your spirit. But then he goes on here further about the Holy Spirit, which is key to our talk, of our discussion. Living from the inside out. Read it again. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also, no one, say no one, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. That's why I tell, I share with you, he is the chief communicator in the earth because he's the one that knows the thoughts of God. And we just read earlier in verse 10, he reveals the portion that you need into you, to your life. Yes, 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 yes. God has thoughts. The Bible says God's thoughts toward us are good, <laughs> not evil, to give us our expected end, our expected. That's future, that's plan, that's purpose, that's vision that God provided for you. Yeah. And we don't want to embrace the Holy Spirit? No, I believe you want to. And those of you who have already embraced it to a certain level, go deeper. Go deeper. Write things down. Start writing things down, my friend. When he talks to you. I have, I mean, I have hundreds. I may have at least maybe about 120, 150 journals over the years. I journal. I write things down. I have my iPad. I use that in my phone sometimes as well. To, but, you know, I, I can get messed up in cyberspace or whatever. I'm writing stuff down too. And, you know, by the way, I found out, again, letting God teach me about mind and brain. When you write stuff down, you get more stronger memory, too. Yeah. And then God can talk to you and then go back to it. Yeah. You want to document God talking to you. Because as you start writing, he starts talking to you more now about things that he's, he's leading you to do. That's vision. And I go back to my journal. I said, I talked about that three years ago, four years ago. And look what God's doing. Wow. Insight into the scriptures. Insight into the Holy Spirit's role in your life. Yes, he worked, in, he worked in a powerful way. So it says here again, verse 11, for who knows 
a person's thoughts except the spirit of the person which is in him. So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. <clears throat> that's the Holy Spirit, my friend. That's the, that's the only one he's talking about, Holy Spirit. So the spirit of God knows the thoughts of God, which you need a portion of God's thoughts, especially the thoughts that he has toward you and your future, who you should marry, okay, what, what career you should have, you know, what neighborhood or house you should buy, and all the details, even the people that you work with. He begins to share with you. Wow. And some of them are people that are already in your space. Some of them are people you cut out of your space, or at least you don't talk to no more. Because it was awkward, maybe had an offense and so forth, you know, they're back a little crazy, whatever the issues were. Then now God starts bringing them back to you. I'm telling you, this, I talked about it earlier, the love walk is key. Because oftentimes the people that God has, has, has in your life and your future are people that have been in your past and God's waiting for you to mend that relationship so they can do their part in your life. Because they've changed. They've gotten, they've matured. They felt bad about it. They don't know how to talk to you because it was, so, it was such a, an awkward situation. Or they're just going on with their life. But a phone call or text, you got a minute? How you doing? Just, just praying for you, just like to talk to you. How you doing all right? I was just thinking about you. Now you got, what are you doing? I'm doing this. What? I got a new job. And what? Wow. And I can help. We can, we need that. Oh. Purpose. Yes. These are the kind of things that the Holy Spirit helps us with in practical areas of life. Even about, even about raising our children. God. Maybe there's a special needs child. You know, all kind of, we're all kind of special, right? <laughs> At some level. <laughs> all right, I'll stop. Yeah. And how to get the help and resources that child needs. It's the Holy Spirit that does it. <sighs> I'm telling you, God is concerned about you. But those things you would not normally think about, God thought about it already, and he has a solution and a help for you. And it was, it's revealed through the help of the Holy Spirit. That's my point. And he does it in a variety of ways. That's why you got to study further about the Holy Spirit. But you got to first begin by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Have the evidence of speaking with other tongues. You want to be full of him, not to be born again. He's in there. Yeah, he's in there when you're born again. You want to be full of the Holy Spirit. That's what you want, my friend. Yes, that's what you want. I don't want to be half full. I don't want to be right, you know, on vapors, you know, how you put $2 in the, in the gas tank and you only got, can't go too far, back again. No, just be full. You can go further. Yeah, and stay full. Let's go on. Verse 11. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. God has already prepared a plan for your life. And he sent the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. However, if we are not engaging with the Holy Spirit as God designed in Scripture, this is key, as God designed in Scripture, how we engage with the Holy Spirit as God has already designed in the Word, in Scripture. That's the key. But if you don't know much about the scripture, in particular about what it says about the Holy Spirit, then you're going to be limited. 
And that's what I'm going to talk about here. Which is the Holy Spirit, as God had designed in Scripture, we will fall short. Yeah, fall short of the vision and plan. Fall short of living out our life purpose and ultimately cut off our legacy. Yeah. Legacy is, is ultimately what God is interested in. Generational impact. When he makes an investment in us, it's not just for our lifetime on earth. It's for the people we'll impact. Not our family is a principal piece of it, but also other people that will carry on beyond our lifetime and beyond our generation. And if we're not flowing with the Holy Spirit, we're getting clarity of our part, we should be in, in like say, look at a baseball game. You should be in left field, but you over there in right field. <laughs> you know what? Why? All your friends are right fielders. <laughs> you, pay, you, get pay, you get more money made, pay, paid in, uh, in right field. They paid more money over there. But God says left field. You are designed for this. Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of, I don't know too many people over there. See, that's the problem. And so our, our legacy Ultimately, not just we don't fulfill our purpose in life, but our legacy, what we pass on, is oftentimes, at best, limited, oftentimes, is cut off. There's biblical example, studied on your own, men who wouldn't obey God, their children died, everything was messed up. And, and that minister, the prophet, died too. Yeah, when you're out of the will of God, you just blow it. And that's, that's the extreme. But you know what? You don't want that happening even partly in your life. This is why I study deeper about the Holy Spirit and his ways and embrace him, those ways in your life. Let's go on. Fully living out the plan of God is impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. Let me say it again. Fully living out the plan of God is impossible without integrating the ways of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives, daily lives. The scriptures tell us Although this outward man is dying or perishing, it's getting older, the inward man, the real you, your spirit, small s, is renewed day by day. Day by day. So having a pattern of walking with God, being open to God, talk to you, and praying in tongues, and also praying the word, and praying what God may put on your heart, he's praying your own language, no problem doing that, but that's limited. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to start praying to God on your behalf, he fills in the knowledge gaps. I talked about that last time. That's in Romans chapter, 20, chapter 8, verse 26, 27, and 28. I tell you, it's powerful. I'll go back and watch the earlier teachings on this topic. Fully living out the plan of God is impossible without integrating the ways of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. This is important because we say, I've accomplished a lot. That's, you're going by man standards. Got my good degree, got my house, picket fence, got a nice office, I've got some money in the bank, I'm, I've arrived. God says, that's good, that's nice. I got much more than that. I'm telling you, you have, your eye haven't seen it. We just read it. Your ear haven't heard about it. Even have an understanding what God has in store for us. Who reveals it to us? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So even though we accomplish great things, I know you love the Lord great. Don't settle for greatness in man's standard. Yes. 
settle for only the perfect will of God as he reveals and plans for your life. And you only know that as she begins to unfold it to you. And it's over time, oftentimes, through the Holy Spirit. You don't get it all at once. It's a walk. Walk by faith, not by sight. Let's go on. I'm going to be teaching uh, a particular session in August uh, 5th and 12th, I believe. It's Wednesday through my Bible study time. And it's going to be an opportunity to unlock the mysteries of the Holy Spirit, in particular, the mysteries of praying in other tongues. I have a book. You can order that. It's, on, it's online. Uh, but we're going to talk more detail because the sermon time does not allow me to do that in the level of detail. Plus, you may have questions. And so you can, you can call in and, and get on Zoom call, and we'll get that information for you. And you can tap in and allow me to respond to you. I live this way. been doing it for 40-some 40, 40 years before I became a pastor, my friend. See, people like me who walk with God, not that I've arrived, I'm so perfect. There's a lot of people like me you need to tap into, get some wisdom, because you want to build your foundation. And those a little older, like myself, you want to live longer. Get your second win. <laughs> get your second win, my friend. Yeah, you want your second win next season of your life. I recall one minister, uh, it was powerful, very prominent minister, and he said that God began to show him that many men live and die and never enter even the first phase of their life in ministry. I mean, and I was a college student when I heard that. I said, wow, God, I don't want that happening to me. See, too often we got stuff that the world likes, we like, but God had more. He didn't say you shouldn't do that, but let God unfold and give you more and, and work through you to have more of an impact in other people's lives. Life is not about us. It's never about us. The world as we know it will be gone one day. There'll be a new heaven and a new earth. It'll be wonderful. But in the meantime, we want to win folk who don't know God. We want to be a blessing to them. The next generation, for whatever reason, they don't believe in God, some of them. It's, it's, it's not good. And we need more people, not just professional preachers, individuals like you, your neighbors, classmates, their children. God has a plan for you beyond what we can ask or think. Let's go on. Ephesians chapter one, wrap up here. A few more passages. In verse 17. Now, this is a prayer that Paul pray, prays. And it really reflects God, his desire. He, see, Paul, who wrote 1 Corinthians, uh, also was writing this, this book in Ephesians. And it gives insight in how we need the help of the Holy Spirit to reveal what God's plan for our life. And he unpacks it even more, what that looks like. We can tap into. When I begin to understand this, I say, God, I'm all in now. I'm all in. But it's through prayer. And it's how the Holy Spirit unfolds in our life and reveals. He says this. He's praying for them without ceasing. Verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. Yes. Spirit of wisdom. That's the Holy Spirit. That's part of his nature. He gives you wisdom. You can have wisdom beyond your years. Yeah. Wisdom. Beyond your years. If you have to learn everything you need to know, you, you're not living life. 
I'm not saying don't read, don't go to school, but you need more wisdom beyond your years and beyond what you can gain on your own knowledge. You need God wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. He's praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. This is huge. Folks think they know God. God's mean. God, why God doing that? God not doing that evil stuff. That's the devil. And he wants you to resist the devil. People think they have no authority. Yes, Jesus gave you authority. But if you don't know him, you don't know what God provided for you, even as Christians. You're not to be beat up, pitiful. No, I don't know what to do. Tap in the word of God and get the Holy Spirit to help you. Yes. See, because people have resisted the Holy Spirit, they don't walk enough wisdom. And Paul is praying. The fact that he's praying, this is powerful. The fact that Paul is praying for the church at Ephesus that this, these things happen in their life because they need it. You should pray for folk you know that really often left field. Pray that their eyes, their understanding be enlightened because they have a cloud. He also talks about in Corinthians, Paul talks about Satan blinds the minds of men that believe not. Folk don't want to go to God. Folk don't think about God because they don't see, they don't understand. But through your prayers now, through your prayers, the Holy Spirit began to pull back those blinders. And they begin to see. Once they see, they're all in now. Prayer is powerful. It's gone. Verse 17 again. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Knowledge of God. Verse 18. Having the eyes of your understanding enlightened. I love it. Having your eyes, it says in, in this passage, the hearts, but in King James, the eyes of your understanding enlightened. Solomon said it this way. Wisdom, good decisions, is the principal thing. But out of all you're getting, you get you an understanding. Without understanding, you can't walk in wisdom properly. You wouldn't know how to put things together. Yeah, understanding is key. The ultimate output is wisdom. But understanding, so he's praying that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened, that they'll start seeing. Let's read it again, verse 18. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. That's your future. Well, it's been a long time. I guess maybe God, a woman to get married, can't find a wife, can't find, get a husband. I'm getting old now. I guess I never have a family. No, no. You desire, God give you desires of your heart. It's the wisdom of God and the vision of God. You need to tap into how, how he wants to lead you. Part of the role of the Holy Spirit, he will guide and lead you. I tell ladies all the time, too often that's the ones that, you know, want to get married. Guys have issues as well. They want to get married, not married. Put yourself in another pond, another pond, like where water is. Yeah. Don't leave your church. Just, you know, take up golf. <laughs> that's where men have money go. Yeah. Hang out at the biomed library. You know, well, I finished school. Let's go to the library and hang out. Future doctors are there. Go to the law school library. You got to put yourself in the right pond and God will show you. <sighs> Too often we're sitting at home by the dock of the pay, God, pay and God do something. No, what is he leading you to do? Yes. To meet people that will be aligned with your vision. What God has given you and they got a vision too. I'm always running to people that, you know, they don't want to do nothing with their life. That's the wrong pond. 
You need to tap into the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And it's not a random thing. Not calling your friend, what are you doing this, this Friday night? No, 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 you don't go on with God. You may go by yourself. That's probably the best thing to do anyway sometimes. Have all your girlfriends, boyfriends, their friends, brother friends, you know. That's, that's, that's a little complicated. Go by yourself. Oh, she's cute. Over that next to those stacks. <laughs> yeah. No, no charge for that one. <laughs> Verse 18. Having the eyes of your hearts are enlightened that you may know what is the hope in which he has called you. Yes. What are the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints? Notice, this is God's word, the riches of the glorious inheritance. The, not just money. It's talking about riches of your family and relationships and friendships and life in general. It's rich, full of joy and peace, and I enjoy, I have fun too. Yeah, God wants you to have fun too. Yeah. All that's through having your eyes open. Who opens your eyes? The Holy Spirit. He reveals. Verse 19. And what is the immeasurable, you can't even count it and add it up. What is the immeasurable greatness of the power toward us who believe. Yeah, you need the power piece too. Sometimes there's blockages. To talk about, you know, the systematic racism and stuff like that. You know what, I get it, and we should do things about, about justice, that's biblical. But you know what, you just need the power of God to open doors for you. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. I'm in, some years ago when I was working, I was at a Newport Beach in Fashion Island, interviewing for a job about the top floor of that tower, one of the towers there. Never been there before. Never been to Newport Beach. But I'm applying for an executive marketing job. The white guy who was interviewing me, he was executive vice president, top floor. And he's interviewing me. And he was like compelled. Come to find out he had a few racist issues later on, some years later. But you know, that day he hired me. And the way he said it was that something's different about you. In other words, you're not like the other black folk I run into. Well, there's a whole lot of black folk like me that's smart. But, he just, but some, I, I believe there was a Holy Spirit. You see, you need the power of God to, to break those bondages and biases and prejudices. They see beyond that. And God gives them a little insight, and they boom. And then what he did, he got on the phone. He called the guy who worked for him, became my boss, vice president. Came in the office, he said, this is what he told me, told his guy. He said, make him an offer today that he won't refuse. I love it. Powerful. See, see, let God do it. God can change. He changed Pharaoh's heart. He changed King Nebuchadnezzar. He can change a person's heart. God opened doors for you. It's the power. I'm not saying making laws better and all that. Are you waiting on that? You've been waiting for a long time. You mean God can't open doors, can't bless you? He's not that big enough God? Yes, he is. He's more than that. But you need the help of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you get favor with God and man. Yeah. See, I'm talking like this. Give me some example because it's, it needs to be practical. It's not just the Holy Spirit. No, he's practical, everyday living. If you don't have him working in that area of your life, you haven't lived yet. You haven't lived yet, my friend. It's a life for you. Exciting. Yeah, you're running some challenges, but that's what we're called world overcomers. You overcome the problems. <laughs> you fight and deal with it. Fight the good fight of faith. Yeah, let's wrap up here. Verse 19. 
and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. You believe? And those that haven't believed yet, you get a chance in a moment to receive Christ. According to the working notice of his great might. And the King James says, of his mighty power. Of his mighty power. I like God's style. He's he not holding nothing back. And he says, Paul is praying for the young church at Ephesus. Y'all been born again not too long. Y'all got a few issues. You need to grow. I'm praying that your eyes be open and the eyes of your understanding, that the Holy Spirit will reveal your purpose and, and, and how you can access the great power of God in your everyday life and ministry. <sighs> yeah. Supernatural favor and provision always follows us as we continue to embrace the present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit. Supernatural. People do stuff for us. I don't know why I'm doing it. In my mind, I know exactly why you're doing it, because it's God. God's dealing with your heart. You know, that job was closed. I thought it was closed. It's opened up now. It's for you. You know what, I thought the bidding was closed, but the boss said, I don't care. I want, I want them to bid. I want them to get the contract. But God. You need more but God in your life statements. You say, but God did this. Only but God. That happens not in your own hustle. No, not in your own strength, but tapping into the help of the Holy Spirit. So in closing, today, Today, you can begin walking in God's plan by receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Begin today. You can start walking in God's plan for your life. See, I got this in college. I was fortunate. I consider myself so blessed. I was fortunate, and I was a, I was a, I was a sophomore, because I was crazy the freshman year. I wasn't, I wasn't living for God. I didn't know God. Getting women pregnant and stuff. I, I was crazy. I was running the street. I was a thief. God, I mean, it was grace of God. I didn't get caught and went to jail. Got expelled from UCLA. I was a thief. Didn't know God. Then I got saved. God was answering my mama's prayers. I wasn't praying like that. Then I met my wife or future wife, Vanessa. She can't, she's the next crop coming in as a sophomore. <laughs> I was a resident by checking out the new ladies walking in. Yeah. And God got a hold of me. Used her, a godly woman who focused her, her, her life on God. Got my attention. All the other ladies, they, they, didn't, they just did whatever I wanted them to do. Because I was a college boy. Yeah, I understood it. No problem. But my wife, at that time, was a wife. She, she was focusing on God. Looking fine with her nice Angel Davis afro, you know, with her fist, fist, fist neck stockings on. I know, I know what she had on the day she walked in the dorm. And those hot pants, uh-huh. Well, maybe not quite hot, but it was kind of hot to me. <laughs> Got my attention. <clears throat> I said, what's your name? She, she was cool. She said, oh, yeah. my name is Vanessa. Kept walking. I said, oh, you make it a little difficult for me. I'm, I'm going to go after you now. And she, she, she was serious. She wasn't having sex before marriage. She was serious. The other ladies, they gave it up. Had a number of abortions with women. 
not proud of it. I don't, I don't live a good life. I, I wanted to help people, but I was bound by my flesh desires. I was bound by how I thought life should work. I wanted to be good, a good person, but it wasn't in me to be good. I had a desire, but I don't know how to do it. And I got saved. And God began to show me that Vanessa was my wife and showed her. And how, because we both got filled with the Holy Spirit, God began to work in both of us. The confirmation is powerful how God did. That's a whole other story. See, you should not have to be, I, I hope I married the right one. You know what? See, you get married, if you're not sure and don't have clarity of vision, you get married, have a few, a few marriage problems, you walk away because you don't have clarity of vision. Yeah. Don't mean you put up with crazy stuff. You work on it, do better, talk about it, maybe get some counseling if you need, read a book or whatever. You invest in your marriage, but you don't, you don't, you don't like, well, I, I got a little bail out in case it don't work. God said he got a plan for you that's great and powerful. When you tap in his plan, he'll show you that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know when you, you know when you see him. Yes. And I'm talking to you ladies in particular who are older, over 50, over 60. Folk in this church in the 60s are getting married, in the 70s are getting married in this church. Because they're seeing with God. And the young people get married too. God's talking about marriage today. It's all about you making a decision to give your life to Jesus Christ. And he goes beyond that. Some may be saying, I don't want to ever get married again, Pastor. That's cool. No problem. If that's part of your vision, no problem. Be single for God then. God will use you in a powerful way. Repeat after me if you would like to receive Christ or recommit your life to Christ. Dear Father God, I come to you.